Zenta was currently walking down the forest just near the kingdom's entrance. His hands were sweaty, and his knees were about to buckle and stop working entirely. His legs grew tired of how much force he had to use to pull out his trapped boots in the deep snow. The order couldn't stop singing about Kaminari and how he had left him in the mansion after promising that he'd take the blonde along with him. But the thing is, he couldn't. No matter how much the blonde begged and tried to get the order to listen to his pleas, Zenso wasn't going to risk them capturing and using Kaminari as bait just so he can give up the throne. The throne. Zenso scoffed at annoyance every time he thought about it. The blood flowing through his body boiled and his anger only rose as he kept sinking on the throne, which had brought him so many problems and pain. Zenzo didn't care about the damn thing at all. Heck, if the leader of them asked him again if he'd give up the front to save his parents, he'd say yes in a heartbeat. The order had finally arrived at the entrance to his kingdom. His eyes trailed to see all the unfamiliar guards, all circling around the main gates. Seven men were on the watchtowers, hands holding large guns, and a few held strong bows firmly. Others were on the floor, two standing on each side of the gate, holding the same thing as the other guards were. If Zenzo were a normal person, he'd have to go right through the gate and identify himself as a passing villager who just returned back to his home after a small trip he'd faked to have taken. Now, seeing as Zenzo wasn't a normal person, he'd just have to sneak his way in without getting caught at all. The order was skilled in entering and leaving his kingdom walls. The reason being was that whenever he escaped with Nido, Zenzo had always had to sneak out so his parents wouldn't drag him back the second they see him leave the premises. Because of this, Yoder knew the many entering routes he had personally made for himself back in the days, and those were going to be used to get him inside his kingdom without getting caught. Sneaking past the guarded gate, he made his way towards the corners of the wall that were connected to the gate. He circled around until he reached an end where there were many bushes that covered a small hole that was hidden behind them. Thankfully, no guards were guarding here, since they were all in the front, so Zenzo could slip by easily without anyone seeing him at all. He made his way past the hole, and with one hand firmly held his back on the other, he held his cloak that covered his face. Zenzo had put in a black coat he had previously had when he met Kaminari for the first time, in order for the citizens in the kingdom to not recognize him and jeopardize his rescuing plan. The order finally reached the end, and as he got out and stood up, the bright light of the sun that was just outside the gate suddenly was dim and gray. Zenzo's eyes widened greatly as he took a good look at the scenery in front of him under the saddles of his cloak. The once pure white snow that covered the acres of beautiful land was now in an ashy gray blanket, smearing with red dots scattered all over the place. Guards said he didn't recognize were holding whips and weapons, using them to beat the citizens that were forced under harsh work labor. Dozens and dozens of young men were out like animals to carry large weapons filled with mountains of dirt. To carry large wagons filled with mountains of dirt, blocks, or simply just other materials you'd find. The bottom of Zenzo's stomach felt horrible, and he wanted to throw up. Little kids and helpless women were being abused by others for just put to work like the men, yet the work was more suited for them. Zenzo bit his lip. Zenzo bit his lip and tried to calm himself down. Seeing as how his eyes glowed bright red and his human features had disappeared, the boy knew better to calm himself down before acting rationally. His arm was pulled harshly, and his whole body was being dragged by a small person who was covered from head to toe. Zenzo couldn't make out who the person dragging him around, and before he could, before he thrashed and caused a scene, the smaller person spoke. I won't hurt you. I'm just taking you somewhere safe, Hirokan. Hirokan? Zenzo had a perplexed expression on his face as he let himself be dragged by the smaller person who, to no, who no fair. 
In the back of his mind, he knew someone who called him that exact nickname, but he didn't know if it was the person he thought about since he couldn't see them. The smaller person had led them around some beans-like streets before reaching what he figured was the end, before stopping slightly. They stood in front of a small building, and the smaller person had stopped to open the same building. Senso had reached in to remove the coat covering the person's head before he was pulled right inside the building that hardly had any lights on. Senso searched in the darkness for the person, his hand already holding the small dagger he had taken earlier for protection, ready to defend himself at all costs. The lights suddenly turned on, and for the second that Senso's eyes are getting accustomed to the chains, the small person was already sitting down on a chair. The order opened his eyes, and they laid on the small person who was sitting down, a wide grin decorating their face. Sensel stood at the person and recognized their features. A, pe- a petite young girl, brown short hair that reached her shoulders, big doe eyes shining brightly, and cute circled shaped gloss decorating her pale but squishy cheeks. O- Ochako? The small girl, Ochako, gave one waved. Hello, Hirokan! Sensel stared again, and slowly his hand holding the smaller dangle was brought down slowly. He frowned with a words. How what? You. Geez, Hirokan! Ochaka patted slightly and crossed her arms, her right leg also going up and crossing over her left. You leave for a bit and you're already dumber than a pair of sloths. Leave he told you cut alone, Ochako-chan, a voice cooed from the back, and Tonso turned his head to see a small young boy with bright green hair and equally bright green eyes. <coughs> Mouth out of freckles adorned his cheeks, and a bright smile accompanied his innocent look. It's not his fault that you dragged him dressed like that and took him here without saying a word. Heck, even I would have been a bit disoriented as he is. You're always disoriented no matter the situation, Deku-kan, Ochako mumbled, and turned to the side, going at the sudden bread fronted her by the greenest boy. It's Izuku, not Deku! Senso watched him bicker slightly as he gathered his thoughts up a bit. After some time passed, he spoke. What, what happened to the kingdom? No. What What happened to the kingdom? Both Ichako and Izuku stopped their accents, and their faces were soon somber and cold. The once cheerful expressions were bitter, and they held in so much anger and pain back. Ichako's hands were clenched tight, and her eyes were being welled up with tears while Izuku were caught up with despair and anger. Senso stayed quiet and even savored a bit on how quick their expressions changed when when asked just a simple question. Izuku coughed, and his once hideous expressions were gone and replaced with his usual innocent demeanor. Sorry about the Hikosi- Hitoshi-kan, Izuku apologized and smiled sadly. It's just that the question just... It fucking pisses us off entirely whenever we remember what the hell has happened here for the past days. Ichako growled, and her fist clenched. These men came in and were quick in taking over the kingdom as soon as your parents left. As they returned and watched the town and square go up in flames, they were taken, and every and everyone after that has been uh, and every day after that has been a living hell. As he heard Ochako's explanations, flashbacks of the scene he saw before being dragged here flashed in his mind. His anger returned, and his blood boiling hotter than ever. Izuku intervened and spoke. Some citizens have been lucky enough to stay hidden yourself without being out to work like the others. We're one of those who were fortunate enough to not get caught by those goons, but even then we've been on edge trying to hide and protect ourselves. I'm so mad, Ochako cried. How dare they try to turn this beautiful kingdom to a hellhole where we work our lives as slaves? 
It's alright, Ochako-chan, Izuku reassured, and left that sense of helpful eyes. He told he couldn't have returned, and he's going to help us all by rescuing and taking back what's rightfully his. Ochako gasped, and C2 looked at Sensei with his exact hopefully eyes. Oh my god, that's true! Hirokun, you have to go and fight for your throne without you. Without you, this kingdom- Sensei interrupted her and said, and said coldly, I'm not taking back this kingdom. Izuku and Ochako both stared at him. Izuku couldn't believe what he had just heard and asked quietly. What? You heard me, the wife now repeated again. I'm not taking back this kingdom. I'm only here to save my parents and get the hell out of here. I don't know. I don't care about this kingdom or its people. Izuku gasped, and before he opened his mouth to say anything to Senso, a charcoal stalked him and walked right up to the order. Senso looked down at the brown-haired girl and stood shocked when a charcoal's small hand slapped him hard. The young boy held both his hands in front of his open mouth and watched with wide eyes at the scene unfold. What the hell did you do that for? Senso yelled and held his thing in cheap. Before he said anything, he watched as Ochako cried in front of him. H- how can you be so selfish? She asked softly. How can you not care about the people? Your people who are suffering and are being beat every day. Senso turned to his face Ochako. Me? Be selfish? Please. Being selfish is the last thing I am being. I never won the throne and have a whole kingdom to rule for myself. If you ask me, I could care less about these people. Because of the stupid throne and kingdom, I had to suffer and watch the love of my life die in my arms. These people cannot even measure up to the pain I've gone through. What? Ochako yelled, and tears slid down her blessing cheeks. Senso was taken aback by the seven tears that came out of her round eyes. How could you not care for these people at all? How can you be so heartless and selfish? These people have been constantly waiting for you to return and help them. Help them gain the liberty and freedom they once had when your parents ruled over. These people are constantly suffered, and you and you're over here saying you don't want to help them? You selfish, idiotic pieces of Ochako Uraraka! Ochako stopped herself at the sudden call of her name. Izuku had screamed out her name in order to stop the smaller girl from losing her co- composure completely. The young boy rushed over to the sobbing girl and walked her to the back so she could cry by herself and let all her pent-up feelings. Izuku returned to where Senso was standing and crossed his arms, his head turning to the floor and his eyes staring at the diamond-shaped tiles. The young boy stayed in silence as the soft sounds of Ochako were heard throughout the quiet place. Izuku let out, let out quiet sighs, and his eyes kept sifting from one tail to the next. Deep down, Sunsun knew he had crossed the line and acted rational. Ochako was right. He was being selfish and only thinking about his wants and needs. The older also knew how well Ochako and her family were raised and here in his kingdom, how they were close with his own parents and how the two played together when they were younger. Senso turned and looked at the corner where the young girl was crying her heart out. Her sobs were ringing in his ears, and as if it was a set-up stage to guilt trip the young prince, then it was working pretty well. Just before Senso was about to go and apologize to the young girl, Izuku stopped him with his words. Look, the grand boy hair began, I get it. You hate all the responsibilities poured on you because of the throne and everything. It's only natural for you to feel such anger and resentment to your rightful spot on the throne because of what happened with Monoma, but... He told Sukun. Izuku's eyes stopped looking at the diamond house and were now staring right at Senso. These people, 
Your people are depending on you. Ochako Chan, your parents, me. Everyone is counting on you to save everyone and make things right again. Yes, you can tell me again and again how much pain and suffering you've gone for these past years. But Hitoshi Kun, these people can't go suffering like this any longer. Senso stared at Ijuku and noticed a small crystallized tear forming in the corner of his glossy eyes as he continued talking. I don't care if you say you're only doing this to save your parents or whatnot. What I want more is that my mother and Ochako-chan's parents to be safe and will not be put to work like animals. Izuka paused. Please. Senso listened quietly at the soft words spoken to him were now broken in sentence between sobs. Even if you do it for selfish reasons, save the people in our families. You can't neglect your rights of everything. Just please, save my mother and Sodokan. Sodokan? Senso was taken aback by the sudden name. Sodokan? Izuku stopped crying momentarily. <laughs> he paused to wipe the tears falling down his face. He, he's my boyfriend. What? What the fuck? He was another prince from a nearby kingdom, Ochako intervened. Todoroki-sama was another person these students captured and locked in the dungeons. I believe he came to do some sort of business trading with the kingdoms. I'm not sure. So they're just taking anyone at this point, Senso remembered. I doubt it, Ziku spoke up. But maybe they took him because he's royally. This Todoroki guy can't do anything in my kingdom. The older rubbed his chin with his finger as he saw it. He has no authority or power for anything, so I'm wondering why they took him at all. Maybe so he wants this to what was happened to the kingdom of Ora no Yoru or something? Ochaka pointed out. Maybe, Senso agreed. He looked at the two people in front of him and thought about what he was going to say before Izuku said all these encouraging or whatever they were words to him. Even though he was still doing this for selfish reasons, Senso decided to help his people and save them from them's wicked graft. Hey, guys, look, I don't... Look, I don't... I won't bug you anymore. Just save the people, Izuku interrupted, and I both his hands together as if he was praying. Please, help us save the people. Izuku, save them, even if you were only doing it for to avenge Monoma. Izuku, do it for selfish reasons. I don't care. Abandon your right to the throne. Just save the people. Izuku, save them, Hitoshi-kun. I will not for anything more. Just... <laughs> Then so had just a smaller boy by grabbing his face and squishing his head. Two pairs of lips were squished together and kept the bo- smaller boy from snagging and coherent girds. Izuku. Then so smiled a bit and chuckled nervously. I will help you save. I will help you all save the people. Both Ochako and Izuku gasped and their eyes twinkled brightly. Look, they were quietly listening to Ochako sobbing. While we were quietly listening to Ochako sobbing, I thought about what he said. She was right. I am being selfish, an idiot who's only thinking about himself. My feeling towards the f- my feelings towards the front remain unchanged, but I am certain about the cheer- the feelings for my kingdom and my people. I'll do everything in my power to save you guys from this despair and slavery. So just leave it to me. From behind, Ochako gasped and tears slowed down her face. Sounds like a true hair. Feeling his own cheeks heat up. Senso let go of the green-haired boy and smiled awkwardly to- at the two individuals who stared at him, as if he was God who just descended from the heavens and down to earth. Thank you.
Izuku sobbed and hugged him tightly. Senso chuckled and ruffled his soft, messy hair, feeling the softness under his cheeks, and somehow reminding him of a certain pair of blonde, messy locks. As the future king of this kingdom, Senso declared and looked right into Mordor- Midoriya's glossy eyes, I promise you that I'll save this total rookie guy and everyone. My kingdom will not fall, and I will do anything in my power to save you guys. He's my boyfriend, he tells you, Ken. Yeah, whatever.